on this episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast, I brought back Hayden for another episode and the Cheesehead. You know him. You love him. Corey LaTondre. This was a very, very big episode. Back-to-back big episodes for your boy. But we talk NHL trade deadline and more NFL offseason moves. Uh, Who won the NHL trade deadline? Colorado, Florida, Montreal. Lots of teams were sellers. Lots of teams were buyers. Lots of teams didn't do anything. So we go to in-depth and basically talk about the notable trades. We kind of left alone some of the minor league players or just depth moves. We kind of moved, uh, stayed away from that. But talked about the Canucks moves because that was pretty quick and simple. But as you know, Corey, he went on to uh, some pretty deep rants about that. And then uh, the NFL, we talked about Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland, Buffalo handing Von Miller, Von Miller the bag. Las Vegas really making the AFC so much deeper with the Adams and um, Chandler Jones acquisitions. And then Matt Ryan going to Indy. Uh, That is not all. We go way more in depth. And it was just a very, very fun episode with the boys. And shout out to Hayden for uh, kind of venturing more and more into hockey. It's uh, it's honestly lots of respect to him. So uh, make sure you show him some love on social media at Hayden underscore Barton. And Corey, man, he always brings the heat. Corey underscore Latandre on Twitter. Man, catch uh, catch those guys on social media. Be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Show the love there. Uh, man, I've just, uh, I just appreciate all the support, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Peace. It's episode 89 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast, presented by Blue Wire podcast i got my boys on hayden and Corey. how you doing you degenerates you can talk there for a second today junior right i was like is he doing an adam impression i just lost my tongue for a second but i am here for it Corey, you have a microphone now well you know i've had this microphone the whole time i'm just too lazy to plug it in a lot of days so you want to make yourself sound like shit on my podcast make me look bad well, you know, honestly, here's here's the deal. Uh, most times when I do your podcast, um, I just throw the headphones on so that Dell doesn't have to like listen to like the whole thing and like what's going on. Because to be honest, she doesn't care. So <laughs> usually I do that, but I have this microphone and like an eye rig to like plug it into my computer and stuff. And I've totally was spacing and forgot that the eye rig has a headphone jack in it. So now I can use the headphones, but also a quality microphone. Yeah. So and yeah, you're welcome. So Corey, you have the microphone and Hayden's actually looking at the camera this time. So uh, things are changing yeah. on this podcast. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Very you guys are, Yeah, you guys are evolving. Hayden had his PC set up here, but the camera was over to his left. So I only saw well, his left cheek. That's about let it. Me, so. Let me, let me, let me specify. So it was super dumb. That was his good like side. It. <laughs> it was it was my my uh my laptop looking here but my laptop was probably about 17 and a half inches like uh for i don't know the screen size and so instead i was looking at my 27 and a half inch monitor right there that's why you always got my good angle but today i'm on my uh my mac because i don't have a camera yet because obviously as you know just got done building my uh, brand new PC. Whoa, fancy boy. It's cool. Yeah, you know, it is really cool. Fucking Corey, it looks Saturday. 
Yeah, it looks pretty sick. It runs like so, so nicely. Can't even hear it. I have a question. You say yeah. it looks pretty sick. Does it not just look like a computer? Uh, no, actually. Okay. It looks like a pretty <laughs> sick Batman computer. Themed. <laughs> yeah, I can change the lights on it to make it yeah. look His like it still has lights. So. Hell yeah. yeah. RGB lights, RGB uh, yeah. RAM, RG3 quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the computer you deserve. <laughs> Very no, nice. Uh, no, yeah, it was it's really cool. Super so quiet too, Hayden. It's actually unbelievable how quiet it is. It yeah, no, it's fucking just insane. Like the fans I got, uh Luke, who helped me uh set up set it up, was just absolutely impressed. He uh couldn't actually believe the type of fans that I had bought. Uh, the yeah no but this guy's like a huge computer nerd he's built seven computers what's and... so special about your fans i am very out of my depth here guys it's like he couldn't believe the fan i got <laughs> four blades not three no no, no 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 it's your standard fan but like it's like one of the top of the line and the cool things about it instead like of running Dyson. like a <laughs> instead of running a separate cable from each fan they all like simultaneously click in. And so the uh, it's basically like you can build three of them and then have one wire running to the uh, motherboard and not three separate wires. Like a Lego system. I like that. almost. Yeah, literally almost like it yeah. to put it in like dumb terms like that. Yeah, it's almost like a Lego system. That is Pretty where I excel. Yeah. <laughs> Boiling Boiling it in, down. Yeah, put it into snack terms for Corey. Yeah, uh, then he'll understand. So it's like three pies <laughs> all together wheeling. It's like themselves. Kevin, it's like Kevin in the office is like he does all the math on when they go get the pies on the work bus, and I was like, now do it with salads. He's like, ah, it just won't work. Yeah, so. <laughs> the math just doesn't compute. Carry the one. No, it, I no, it doesn't work. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> But uh, guys, so there's been some, this is one of the craziest off seasons in the NFL and mm-hmm. the NHL trade deadline was today. We're recording on Monday, ended at lunchtime mm-hmm. today over on the best coast, the West coast, the left coast, whatever coast you want to call it. But Corey, uh, so we're going to start off with the NHL and Corey Hayden, what'd you guys think of the deadline overall? Or I'll let you go first. Okay. West side. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Just letting everybody know. Represent. Uh, it was a honestly. Okay. Here's my, here's my gripe with NHL trade deadline day. Almost always disappointing because it's like, it's always hyped up, right? Yeah. You're like, Oh shit, here we go. Going to be some big moves. People are, oh, teams are going to go all in this year. They're trying to buy, 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 buy. These guys are going to sell, 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 sell. And then, like, a lot of good deals get done before the deadline. Yeah. And then, so this morning, you know, you're up at 6 with James Duffy and TSN. And you're like, you're watching five hours of nothing happen. <laughs> you're like, which depth defenseman got moved for a fifth? Cool. All right. <laughs> Solid. But, you know, so outside of my hopes being dashed of like seeing a big move go down today. Cause that was a thing. There was nothing like huge 
that happened. I don't think in the NHL today, it was a lot of like some solid moves and some really disappointing things that didn't happen for some teams, but there was nothing like, Oh shit. You like text your friends and you're like, did you just see what happened? Yeah. Sidney Crosby (laughs) traded. Uh, not, not, not even, not even anything like Brock Besser. Good level got traded. Like the best players that got moved today was like what Mark Giordano. The old no, man. No, he didn't even get moved today. Oh, he that's got... right. That wasn't even today. Yeah. Yeah. See? Probably Mark. Probably Mark Andre Fleury, but that's what Oh, it... yeah. Fleury goes to Minnesota. You're like, yeah. Be like, okay. Minnesota yeah. has to win this year because they're fucked yeah. for the next couple of years with the, the buyouts Buy on Parise and Suter. Mm-hmm. So you're like, what what are they losing? Like six million next year on the cap or something? Yeah. Something ridiculous. We're like, that's a lot to be holding for the next four years, guys. So I think. Garen must have looked at him and like, well, we have to do if it. If it's now. not now, yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna do it? So he goes there. That was big. Uh, a trade that didn't go in until the very last second that I think could pay dividends is Max Domi going to the Hurricanes mm-hmm. for like a third round prospect that got picked last year. So like for absolutely nothing essentially because he was so good in Montreal and then he goes to the Blue Jackets and. Tortorella's like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like the way you play hockey. You're not going to, you're a, you're a fourth liner here. And he's like, but I'm like one of the best passers in the league, maybe. And he's like, ah, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. So <laughs> I think in Carolina, he's going to play somewhere in the middle six. Yeah. And I think it's a real opportunity for them. The other guy I really like, my last move that I was like, oh, this is a good one, is Arturi Lekkonen. Yeah, I was about to Going say from that the too. Habs to the avalanche. Cause he's a guy who's just like, if you look at his numbers and like his underlying stats a little bit, he has elevated like everyone's play who's played with him. So now he's going to go to Colorado and have a chance to play with better players. Right. Cause like who plays in Montreal? You're like ah, Suzuki <laughs> Caulfield, I guess like finally has snapped out of it a little bit, but you're like, there's not a ton of talent running around in Montreal. So I, those are my those are my those are my happy moments. Hayden, would you uh, would you like coming out of the deadline today? I think for me, the biggest one that I saw, uh, we kind of just barely touched on it, but obviously it was kind of almost set in stone that Flurry was going to be moved. And you know, it's how many times do we hear this on you know left side heavy the pod classic, but uh. Flurry, like what was it? It was two years ago that this guy was just almost like on top of the world, and then he was traded for like nothing to just Chicago. This, this pat the off season prior to the start of the season, he got traded. He won the Vesna, and then like a month later, yeah. he got traded to Chicago for a seventh round pick. <laughs> yeah, so, no, and yeah. then obviously, <laughs> uh, from Chicago in exchange for a conditional first round in the 2022 draft, it's like it's just crazy how his value went up and obviously going to the wild, you know, that's kind of, and knowing from how you talk about the wild Jeff, they're kind of on like that, like fringe team, but like, they're not super, super good, but like they're frisky, you know? I definitely think they've elevated over the past years because past few years, they were always a team where it's like, they're not good, but they're not bad. Like they'd always get like this, like the 14th overall pick, like, cause they would just miss playoffs, but like they wouldn't be bad enough to get a lottery pick. 
But now mm. they're a team that is suff- a victim of a good division with like Colorado yes. and St. Louis where they can string off like nine wins out of like 12 games where it's like they're just on fire. But then like now where they're forced to make a move for Flurry, where they're like they haven't won in like They've lost seven of their past eight. So it's like they have really high highs, but really low lows. But they have yes. the they have the pieces to make a run. And I really like this trade for them because it just solidifies their tandem a bit more where they can fall back on a goalie and they don't hesitate on putting in their backup or I guess one B if Talbot or Flurry isn't playing good especially yeah. in the playoffs where it's like, Hey, we can't afford any losses. So it's not Talbot's night. We're down to nothing in the series. Let's put in flurry because we're still confident in his game. And maybe he can play off flurry. It's just like playoff price. It's just like, he just elevates in the playoffs. So I yeah, like the trade basically different or yeah. like different breeds in the playoffs. Yeah. And for Chicago, I was he didn't... Oh, sorry. and for Chicago, it's the getting the first back. You, gave up like a seventh round pick or a seventh round prospect for flurry and then flipped them for a conditional first. Yeah. It's just, it's a huge win. And the condition is, I believe if flurry needs five wins in the playoffs and at least five, and they need to go to the Western conference finals. So, mm-hmm. which I think is doable. It's just going to be very tough, but yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you guys. Like I look, you look at that wild lineup up and down and you're like, there's no weak spot really. Right. Like they've got guys who can put the puck in the net. They've got good defensive forwards. They've got a couple playmakers, their defense. They don't have anyone who like stands out, but Spurgeon, Brodine, Dumba, Kulagowski, Kulikov, Ben, you're like, those are all, they got Jacob Middleton in a trade. They got John Merrill kicking around. It's like a spare part. And you're like, okay. And it's like, what was, what could be our weaknesses? You're like, well, Cam Talbot has a history of being very streaky. You're like, all right. So it's like, you bring in flurry and you're like, he obviously his numbers haven't been great this year, but Chicago sucks, right? Like Chicago is so bad. Chicago's a bad team. They're like, are we trading Kane at the deadline? (laughs) Right. So like, well, we have, what's the point of them keeping Taves and Kane at this point? There's no point. 10 mil each it's yeah you, those guys are going to hold you weight. back from tanking yeah. then you need to tank and then i was just looking i know we talked about like uh, the buyouts for prize and Suter, and i forgot how bad they are yeah because they're each making nine mil weren't they or prize was at least making nine mil there so okay so this year the wild had to pay them like the buyout against their cap was 4.7 million this year you're like okay not great but it's doable Next year, it goes up to 12.7. Oh and then the two years after that, it's 14.7 million against the cap that they're just losing. So Flurry's contract is up this year. So like, this is the perfect move for Minnesota to be yeah. like, okay, it's going to be some dark days ahead here for a few years. I don't know how we're going to like resign everybody. I don't know how we're going to give any, like Kevin Fiala's contract is up this year. He's an RFA, but you're like, how are they going to resign him? Yeah. With, you're losing an extra $10 million or um, okay. Next year you're missing like $7 million added to your cap for no reason. So it's like, take what you have this year. Uh-huh. Managed to lose $7 million. So like Goligowski's 5 million. She's like, great. His contract's up. We're not bringing him back. You're like, perfect. 
Fiala's a five. So you're like, you might be able to bring back kind of that next year, but it's tough. So I love the move for Minnesota. It makes like, couldn't make more sense for them to be like this. Cause they couldn't, they weren't going to go out and spend a bunch of like future picks and prospects to be like, Oh yeah, we'll go for it this year. Maybe next year. Cause they know next year, like we can't be buyers at all. Mm-hmm. So let's take a guy who's going to be a UFA who, Hey, roll the dice. Cause if the, if it does end up being a first round pick, it's because they won a few rounds in the playoffs, which is totally worth it. Yeah. So I like it. It was a good move. No, I agree. But guys, we are in van and they made some deals. So before we get to any more higher echelon trades, we're going to cover <laughs> some of the local moves and I'll just rattle them off. There's only three that were like drastic. Um, Rutherford Dub or um, Alvin Dub Hamannick was sent to Ottawa for a third round pick. No salary retained. What the fuck is Ottawa doing? Huge. Um, and Ottawa, then, you will forever suck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, there was like some theories about like cat floor because like Shabbat's out. So they need to get to the cat floor. So mm-hmm. that's probably it. But then mm-hmm. Toronto uh, acquired a third round pick from Van for Travis Dermott. So we basically flipped Hamannick for Dermot, which is yep. huge. And then we parted ways with Tyler Mott, and we acquired a fourth-round pick. Ooh. I was hoping for a bit higher, like at no lower than a third, but we had negative leverage. Like, we had absolutely no leverage. Mott is a UFA or a free agent. Not too sure if he's RFA or not. UFA. But, yeah, he's UFA, and they couldn't come up with an extension prior so it's like can you give us a second for this upcoming free agent that won't sign with us please <laughs> right <laughs> so, that's the kind of deal where it's like you just have to sit and be like yeah hopefully a couple teams both really want them yeah <laughs> so but, who's gonna give us the best so yeah bit the bullet got a fourth um i really like all the moves um upset about Mott because I liked him, but I just understand that like we couldn't really do anything else and we had to get rid of him because two and a half is too much for him. And hey, maybe we re- revisit in the summer and we sign him for less, which would be awesome, but you don't want to... I'm happy that Alvin didn't overpay just to keep him. So I like all the moves that were made, especially the Dermot one. He's young. We know he's in the NHL. We were talking about it before we recorded. Like he is a player who is going to be playing in the NHL. We don't have to take a risk at a third round pick who might not play a game. Dermot hopefully left the turnovers in Toronto, but if he can just be a good bottom pair defenseman, occasionally moving up to the second pair guy, then I love it. But what do you guys think about him? I think, okay. Mott going sucks. Mott's great. Great fourth liner. He's like the prototypical guy who you would want He's like the perfect fourth line player. He's a great penalty killer. He's fast. He tries really hard for his teammates. He back checks really well, blah, 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 all that stuff. He's great. Don't get me wrong. But I was so happy to see him get traded for a fourth today because it just like hopefully marks the beginning of the Vancouver Canucks not letting assets wither and die on the vine. He did today what Jim Benning couldn't do for eight years with Alex Edler and Chris Tanev and Jacob Markstrom and Redeem Verbata and Dan Hamhues and so on and so forth of guys who just, it's like, nah, we're just going to hold on to them through the deadline and then not re-sign them. 
I yeah. saw this thing on Twitter and someone's like, did Patrick Alvin have the best deadline in Canucks GM history? And it was right after the <laughs> Hammonick. It was right after the Hammonick trade. Right. <laughs> and I was I started dying laughing. I'm like, it's funny, but it's so sad because we had s- such an incompetent dummy at the helm. We had Kevin from the office as a general <laughs> manager of a, a pro sports franchise for eight years. And I understand when he first gets here and you give him the benefit of the doubt and you're like, Oh, he's a great scout. Great scout. Great scout. Such a good scout. And he gets here and you're like, I think this guy might have mental <laughs> issues. It's basically uh, like Michael Scott's girlfriend, like coming out to Kevin's like, Hey Kevin, what are you exactly. looking for the vending machine? Well, I you want drove here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just upsetting. I'm because totally going to go- bang Holly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm totally going to win the Stanley Cup. And you're like, no, <laughs> man, you're not. So it's just like that. It's great to see Mott get moved for that because Alvin and Rutherford are like, well, we got to get something for him, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, please, God, get whatever you can. A fourth round pick is nothing. I It, it means nothing to me. But it means that you're willing to do things that it's like, oh, well, you know, if we keep Tyler Mott, then he'll help us, you know, towards our playoff push. Be like, what? I don't care that you're currently, I don't know, four or five points out of the playoffs. You're not going to make it. You suck. You're bad. The Canucks aren't good. The Canucks aren't as bad as they were. If we do make it, Colorado has 93 points with 20 games remaining. Right. Good thing we snuck into that wild card spot. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, we don't have we have a fat chance in France of doing anything in the playoffs if we do make it. Exactly. So So. I was jazzed to see that. Uh, Hamonic going out full bore three mil. Beautiful. What a boon! Like it's just. I don't understand why any team would give up anything for that unvaxxed ding dong. Like (laughs) just as like no, I won't give. Like what you're. Just do it. We're paying you millions of dollars. Take the shot, man. Yeah. So I was jazzed to see him just GT the F right out of the O. Uh, for when we got a third round pick, you're like, that's wild. I should make have gotten sure, future considerations at best. I had to make sure it wasn't a Dragger parody account when I saw the tweet. Yeah, I'm Darren like, Dragger or something. <laughs> yeah. like, Wait a minute. Is this Mr. Booth? Yeah, <laughs> at all. Yeah. So yeah, and then Dermot coming back. I look at Dermot. I'm like, this kid's 25 years old. He is like an effective two-way, aggressive defenseman. When he makes mistakes, they're glaring, but that's okay. He's still pretty young, and he is a guy that, like, you look at our the Canucks defense, and you're like Quinn Hughes, the tits. Yeah. Uh, OEL. He. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Myers. Oh. <laughs> like Brad Hunt. You're like. For what he is, he's great. Luke Shen, for less than a million, he's also fantastic. Tucker Pullman, yee. So it's like, Forgot okay. he was on the team. Travis Dermott, I fully expect to be playing on our, like, in the top four of this defense. Yeah. I would fully imagine that you keep uh, Shen with Hughes because it's been working, so you're not going to change that. You should probably, then you play Dermott with, like, I don't know, Tyler Myers or whoever the hell else you want to put on the second pairing. And then you just put OEL with whoever the hell else can play. I, Brad Hunt, Kyle Burroughs, if he ever comes back, uh, Tucker Pullman, if that's what they want to do. I don't care. They're all bad. They're all the same version or different versions of crap. It's yeah. like, is he diarrhea or was he soft poop? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? It's all poop. 
they're all bad. So I don't know. I'm, it wasn't obviously not an exciting deadline for the Canucks. I was holding out hope for a JT Miller trade personally. That was just like, come on, Rangers get desperate, get desperate. And then Colorado moved Baron in a second for Lekin. And I was like, Oh, I think they're out. So yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I was hoping that the Rangers looked at like the Panthers getting Giroux and like Colorado making a few solid moves and Rangers being like, oh, we need him. And they're like, we'll settle for Andrew cop. And you're like, ah, that's not going to move the needle. Yeah. But you know, summertime, I guess. I guess so. Aiden, do you have anything uh, to add or should we, well, uh, after, ride... uh, after Sorry. Corey's long tangent there, rambler. Yeah. He is <laughs> a very rambler. fired up about the Canucks. I was really <laughs> agreeing with, uh, what Corey was saying actually in the last bit about not, uh, seeing, you know, a JT Miller or, you know, even Connor Garland or Brock Besser, like being moved for assets or, you know, something. Cause Jeff, I know we talked about that a lot uh, coming up to the trade deadline. And so it just shows you the direction that, you know, I think all three of us can say that the Canucks want to move in a direction where they want to keep all these guys that they have right now. And whether that be retaining um, Miller, cause he's a, uh, soon to be UFA this offseason, right? He's got um, one year, year left. after. One, yeah. one year, my bad. But yeah, no, so who knows? Maybe he gets a, um, an extension, obviously. And yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they actually, like, I obviously don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but it, it'll be interesting coming down the stretch, mm-hmm. to say the least. As much as I'm happy it didn't happen, I was surprised we didn't trade Connor Garland just because of how hot trade talk, trade talks or trade rumors were leading up to the deadline. I was surprised mm-hmm. he wasn't moved. Um, I'm happy we didn't. I would have rather traded Besser um, just because of his expected cap coming up. But uh, let's move on to some other, other trades. There's another big one. We talked about it um, a little bit. Uh, prior to the draft, Giroux got traded to Florida with others, just some prospects, um, to Florida for Owen Tippett, a 2024 first-round pick and a 2023 third-round pick. And if I'm not mistaken, Philly retained half of Giroux's salary. What are your thoughts on uh, this trade? Giroux going to Florida. I believe it's a win-win, but what do you guys think? I Florida mean... Hayden. yeah i mean i i personally didn't like i didn't really think the panthers were going to be on uh on this as much as they were uh i don't i don't know why i didn't or didn't even think of that the panthers are in a great position to obviously uh make a run this year you know i know they're hot with tampa and Giroux. obviously he wanted out of philly and I think, like you said, I think this is a win-win. Pretty basic. I'm with you, man. I, uh, Giroux, like, he wanted to go to Florida, apparently. That's, like, that's the talk of the town. It was Florida so, or Colorado, and he shut down New York, and I can't remember what other. But a few two, teams, I think, right? Yeah, there's two teams he immediately shot down, and then but he, uh, maybe Pittsburgh and the Rangers or something, but yeah. Yeah, I think Florida was like his number one on his list. And you just, man, it Florida's so funny. Cause like you remember a couple of years ago, they made that run, right? 
and then yep. just kind of like tail spun out and then it's like okay well they've been like that team they've been that team you look at that you're like man this is their like they should be getting better like is this going to be their year is this going to be the year and they just kind of like keep letting you down a little bit with the addition of Giroud it's like I know he's not like a young boy anymore he's like what 34 35 something like that but still totally capable he's played with good players in Philadelphia so it's not like he's been playing with scrubs and is going to go to Florida and be like oh finally I can play with guys who don't suck but I think he'll probably play I assume Giroud's going to play on the wing because they've got Barkov they've got Bennett they've got Right. Like, I don't know if Reinhardt played, I don't know who exactly plays down the middle for them all the time, but I imagine they're going to slot him in with like somebody like Barkov, who he has not played with anybody like that before. So it'll be interesting to see if he can like light the lamp for Florida. Cause it's always weird. Sometimes you get the guys who are like the big deadline acquisition and it just doesn't really pan out. Right. Cause hockey is such a chemistry game with your line mates and stuff like that, where basketball you can kind of like it's it's a league driven by superstars so it's like oh i've brought in another star as long as he can as long as it's a complimentary style to the guy it can probably work yeah. right it's like everyone looked at the westbrook trade earlier and there was like no one thought that was going to work stylistically it made no sense and then lo and behold it fell to shit so it's like Giroux, as long as he can kind of like fit that and he's such a creative player and he's been so great for so long that i I, I see it as nothing but a win for them. Owen Tippett was a guy that was coming along a little bit slow. I think he was a high end. He's still like a high end prospect and his shot supposed is pretty good and stuff like that, but it's not like it's a huge blow. I don't mm-hmm. think for, for Florida, they've got not like a ton of great prospects, but they've got enough young players that are like, they've got uh Denisenko and Heponiemi and, uh, Saran Noel they've got like a few guys that are still there that can be young guys they can like bring up through the pipeline when guys eventually have to get let go so I don't know I think and then for Philly it's sort of like when Kessler got moved where he's like I'm only going to go to a couple of teams so could they have gotten more if it was just like a wide open market of like who wants Claude Giroux yeah for sure more than a one grade a prospect and one good pick because the third round pick again, it's like it's fine, it's dressing, right? Yeah. It's it's not that, not a big chance of that becoming a real player in the NHL. It's like just throwing a dart. You're like, I hope this kid from Finland's good. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Our scouts said so. He saw him play four times. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it was. I think it was good. Jeff, you think it's a good trade for them? Yeah, I think it's uh, win win because Philly's like they're a dumpster fire. So I think. They just need to, like, they're no shot that they're going to be contending anytime soon, in my opinion. Uh, that Kevin Hayes contract is not really looking amazing, despite him being a decent player. It's just like a heavy cap hit. But I think they, I think this was perfect. Like you said, there wasn't a lot for them to work with. And to be able to get a first and a pretty good prospect, I think if they just got those two assets, it would have been good, but just sprinkle in a third, like you said, 20% chance that it works out, but maybe even less. But you never know. I think it was I think it was perfect for what they needed to do right now. And yeah, Florida got a pretty good vet and a pretty good playmaker in Giroux. But 
We'll go to another one. Uh, Hampus Lindholm gets traded to Boston for Boston. John for John Moore, uh, Vakaninen, a 2022 first and a 2023 and 2024 second round pick. Pretty heavy haul for Hampus Lindholm. Wasn't expecting that. Hampus Lindholm then did get extended, uh, eight years, six and a half million dollar average. I thought Boston overpaid a little bit, but they needed to make that D-line or D-core a bit deeper. So I think this was kind of a move out of desperation for Boston. But what did you think, Corey? I feel like there's a part of me that thinks, because that extension got signed almost immediately, right? He got traded and then it was like announced like later that day or the next morning or something. It was like, it's like part oh. of the trade almost. It was Exactly. I feel like he was given, per- the the Bruins were given permission probably to talk to Lynn Holmes' camp, be like, hey, we bring you in, like what what do we think is gonna take it to get done? So it's from that point of view, it's less of an overpay for me because he's a solid top four defenseman. Yeah. Right? Like you look at Boston and you're like, who's better than him on that blue line? You're like, well, Charlie McAvoy is. <laughs> and then it's like, who else? Like he might be their second best defenseman now. Yeah. Maybe their third best defenseman. So it made it makes sense from that angle. And Boston's a team that is looking and they're like, we need to win soon because we're about to like, how long can Brad Marchand keep this up? Yeah. How long can Patrice Bergeron keep this up? Like it not forever. These guys are mid thirties. So like they're the play is going to drop off soon. So, yeah. Hey, let's screw it. Trade it. Like our first round pick this year is going to be somewhere in the twenties. Anyways, trade it away. Right. You get a couple seconds, by the way, as an aside, the Anaheim ducks, going through like a little mini rebuild. I believe through this trade season, they've uh, acquired like a first and like five second round picks, a third and a fourth or something like that. Not all in this coming draft, but within the next like two drafts, like have made out like bandits, just pick, 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 pick. And you look, you're like, wow, look at all that. And you're like, man, I wish the Canucks did that with all their UFAs for all these years. (laughs) But yeah, Anaheim was like, we need to tear it down a little bit. Okay, let's do it. Let's get rid of some veterans. We'll keep Ryan Getz laughing. That is it. Everybody yeah. else, get the fuck out. We're taking a second round pick for you. Oh, you'll get us a first. Oh, hey, a second for you, a third for you. Oh, a second for you too. Hampus Lindholm, thank you so much for your service. We will see you later. So for, I think, again, like a great deal for both sides. Boston gets a top, a solid top four puck moving defenseman, which is so hard to find. And Anaheim's like, we weren't gonna re-sign him. So <laughs> we'll take we'll take your first and your second. So good for them. Good for them. You know, good for Boston. They need this. I love Boston. Fucking scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> no bad blood, right? I'll never get over it. <laughs> <laughs> to my grave. <laughs> oh man. Hayden, how did you feel about it? You like Lindholm? You like him on the bees? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good move, right? Everyone needs like four good defensemen on their team. Right. And Must yeah, you nice. know, I think, I, <laughs> I think uh, Lindholm uh, from the ducks, like you said, the ducks seem to be doing like a, a mini tear out and just saying, you know what, we're going to, we're going to just rebuild this and yeah, getting rid of all of their, UFAs it's it is a it is a haul 
it is a haul, like Joe said. But yeah, no, uh, Boston does need to win. Uh, and I think, I think Lindholm can provide a good service for them. And like you said, like that uh, contract, yeah, it was almost like um, uh, Watson, right? Getting traded to the Browns. And then, yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. There's a new contract for you too. So obviously not as big, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good trade. And the NHL doesn't deal in such big contracts. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a player signing a $200 million deal in the NHL. Who, who would be the one person in the NHL to maybe deserve that right now? Is it going to be McDavid? He's the only guy. Say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless when Connor Bedard gets in here and if he can be better, but I doubt he will be. Oh, I think okay. Connor take, McDavid, take McDavid out of the equation. Then who do you give it to? Probably Matthews or McKinnon. Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. <laughs> McDavid's playing partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. McDavid signs a eight-year uh, Edmonton Oilers worth deal. <laughs> they gave him the franchise. and <laughs> <laughs> We're paying him $45 million a year. Isn't the salary cap only 80.2? <laughs> like, it sure is. <laughs> We got we everyone else. Uh, we got everyone else on vet minimums. That's right. Everyone's making eight hundred grand. Yeah. Jesus but, Christ. Uh, we'll go to another one here. Um, Tampa receives Brandon Hagel and two fourth round picks for, and Chicago receives two first round picks: Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk. 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 There it is. Uh, a haul I, uh... I wasn't expecting, but Chicago with the dub and Tampa's taking advantage of. A contract with term at a low cap hit to help them go on another run. That's you know, I was it. just going to ask, can you explain that to me? Cause like I heard about it and I was like, how, like, what, what is this? But if it's just to avoid a cap hit, then that makes sense. Now like why I, they uh, move those picks. Yeah. Now, now I kind of see as to why, cause I heard about it and then I, I put it in my notes here and I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, how can I like turn this into something I know? But thank you for explaining it there, Jeff. Yeah. Now, now I get it. Yeah, Hagel is a 23 year old who is signed for another two seasons at 1.5 million dollars. Mm-hmm. So he is extremely cheap. He's put up 37 points in 55 games this year. So he's got he's got 21 goals, 16 assists already. Playing for Chicago, who sucks. Yeah, he's so, going to a better team in Tampa. So he is. It's like how when Tampa had like. Blake Coleman and they had uh forgetting the guy's name, but another like middle to like a bottom nine forward. And he's just a guy who it's they're like, okay, we want to compete. We want to beef up the lineup. We have zero money. We have zero dollars. What are we gonna do? <laughs> so they look at it, they're like, all right, well, screw it. Like Brandon Hagel alone, it's I'm surprised that the Blackhawks even traded him, right? It doesn't make sense. Like, he's yeah. 23. Yeah, he's so yeah. young. So, but they're like, oh, we get two first round picks. It's not even the first round pick this year. I think it's a 2023 and a 2024, yeah. if memory serves correct. Yep. So Tampa's looking at being like, that's a million years away. Those picks aren't going to be until somewhere between 25 and 32 in the yeah. first round, which is already a crapshoot in the NHL, right? It's not the NFL where it's like a first round pick is going to play for you. Yeah, it's going to be so meaningful. Right? Yeah even like a second round pick, you're like probably still going to play for us this year. Like unless yeah. it's a like wide receiver, maybe he needs more time, but you're like, yeah, that safety we took in the second, uh, you're, yeah, you're probably going to play, man. You're a starter. Yeah. So it's like in the NHL, you're like, 
a late first round pick might never play for you. And even yeah, if they okay. do, there's low odds that that player is actually going to play in a meaningful spot in your lineup. Like just look at the history of first round picks with the Canucks. And you're like, how many first round picks did the Canucks have that were like, did not remember Patrick white. Yeah, no, exactly. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was just like, Nope, sorry, man. Not going to happen. It most. Yeah. First round pick. You're hoping that they're going to play for you. Um, but the, the odds of them playing in like either a top six forward, a top four D or a starting goalie fairly slim. Once you get outside of your like front end of the round. So for Tampa Bay, you're just looking and they're like, yeah, fuck it. Here you yeah, go. Sure, why Here's not? a 2023 and 2024 first round pick. We'll take the guy that we can have for three playoff runs at $1.5 million who is scoring at like a 50 point pace. And you're like, great. Here you go. You can play with, hey, maybe we'll put him with Steven Stamkos and see what he can do. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's so for Tampa, I like, I get it. It, it bums you out because you look at it and you just see like two first round picks. And then also Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish, who don't really matter. They're not. Taylor Radish is a guy who's put up numbers in the AHL and hasn't translated. Obviously, Tampa's deep. So those guys will get a shot in Chicago to like, hey, here you go. Do you want to play hockey? And they're like, all right, let's give it, give it the old college try. Uh, and if it doesn't pan out, I don't think Chicago cares that much. They were in it for the picks, but man, I, I couldn't imagine the Canucks don't have a player who has put up the points that Hagel has. So it's hard to like make a comparison. If like Holglander was, had put up 37 points this year in 50 games, you're like, would we trade? You know what I mean? If he was guaranteed at that, you're like, would you take two late first round picks for him? You're like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. not. So it, I get it for Tampa. They're like, they're just trying to like crowbar that window open. They're like, let's just keep the window open. Let's just try and keep winning cups. Everybody doing by hook or by crook. Who needs to go on the LTIR? Who hasn't been on in a while? Yeah. Put your hands up. <laughs> Stamkos, it's been a bit for you. you your, your ankle hurts, I think, right? And he's like, you know what? A little bit, coach. A little bit. They're like, perfect. Go sit down. We'll call I you did. on April 21st. I did stub my toe this morning. Yeah. Perfect foot injury. Woo, oh. baby. <laughs> Off the books. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. An undisclosed foot injury. Uh, uh, no. Maybe lower, won't make it back to playoffs. <laughs> lower body injury. They LBI. Don't have to be, oh, right. Okay. okay. <laughs> they don't have to be it could specific. be anything. Yeah. It could be anything. <laughs> Living uh, and wondering. All right. Giordano Blackwell shipped off to Toronto for a couple second round picks and a third round pick going back to Seattle. So sad. You know, I just... I feel bad for Mark Giordano. You know, he's been such a stalwart guy his whole career. By all means, great captain for Calgary for all those years. He goes to that garbage Seattle franchise with a horribly managed expansion draft. Just piss poor job. But he does his best. You know, he's out there. He's wearing, I think he was the captain, wore the C for them. You know, Seattle pride. He goes out there and he's just doing his best. So that sucked. It sucked in Calgary. It sucked in Seattle. It's like, okay, we're going to trade you to a, to a playoff team. He's like, that's great. You know, it's been a while since I had a real shot and now he's gone to the team. That's automatically going to go out in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what they do. Can't stop a puck. Doesn't that's right. Best goal scorer in the league. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Defense ain't great. 
Yeah, Goaltending? What is that? Can't believe they didn't make a move to shore that up today. I know. See, I, that's where I thought maybe Flurry could have gone right? to make well, a yeah, bigger impact. Yeah, there was impact. a shit ton of talks, and he was probably like, "No, I don't want to give up a first. Yeah, we'll Toronto, fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a French Canadian. You can suck my dick. Yeah, it's. I honestly uh, thought Giordano. There was a chance he goes back to Calgary for a little bit of a reunion. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like maybe like cap dollars, they cool. just couldn't make it work or anything. Yeah. Or I think because Calgary kind of blew their load already getting to Foley and then they got uh, somebody else. Uh, so I get it why they didn't couldn't make it work. But yeah, you would have thought that it's like, hey, let's bring back a guy we know. Who, yeah, he <laughs> knows. Play. But yeah, no, it's Giordano's a good fit in Toronto. I like like the move in in a cap is good. I think he's like, I think TJ Brody's in Toronto who yeah. uh, Giordano used to play with in Calgary and was like when he won the Norris, that was his partner. So I would imagine they'll pair them up together. So no, like that's the thing. Toronto has great forwards. They've got a good defense. Giordano like helps solidify that. I don't know if he'll play uh, like PP two for them, but he'll be able to eat up a lot of minutes. He was still a good minute crunching defenseman in Seattle. It's just, you did nothing to shore up your goaltending. Jack Campbell has looked not great lately. You yeah. lost he's coming Rasek back. on he's waivers. He's coming back to reality. Yeah, he's not like Campbell. He was like hot shit for a bit, but I don't think he's that good. So, and then they've got this whatever this kid's name, Calger or Calgerter. <laughs> it's like played a few games. I'm like, oh, I he's think. our Messiah, Calgerter. Yeah. That's it. And it's like that's not gonna. I don't think that's gonna pan it. Maybe it will. Who you never know with goalies, but. So funny, so funny that they couldn't. There's teams that have good backups that you could have gone and to at least shore it up to like solidify you a bit, but nope. Like, oh, Minnesota traded for Flurry. They have a backup goalie that seems pretty decent. Uh, why don't we trade for him? They don't need him. Oh, San Jose got him and they're rebuilding. Yeah. Dang it. Okay, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> why uh, don't Varlam- they make it like Varlamov in New York Islanders? No, we don't want to. Uh, Islanders don't want to make trades. Uh, but we don't want to sacrifice our future because we're contending right now. It's like mm-hmm. Toronto, just fucking give up some picks for give up your a first goalie. Round pick. Give yeah, up literally. your first round. That's literally all Chicago was looking for was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. This is probably not even going to be a first round pick. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is hey, do you want a first and a fourth for a flurry? Uh, okay. Right. It's like, anything, even like. In Columbus, uh, Corpusallo. Yeah. Like, would have been a guy that helps you out in net, but they didn't do them and Edmonton, neither of them. And you're like, hasn't hasn't this been a pretty big problem for you for (laughs) for a while now? (laughs) Yes, actually, it has. And you, I don't know, thought, let's fuck it. Let's roll the dice again. Why not? (laughs) What could happen? What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. You lose in the first round. We're going to trade for defensemen instead. Unacceptable that both those teams did not shore up their goaltending. And I hope, and I pray not even because I hate them, but because they deserve it for being so stupid and negligent that they both lose in the first round. Again, you have three of the best players in the world in Matthews, in McDavid and in dry and year after year after year, you fuck that shit up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Amazing. They lost, what was it, four straight games? Three straight games I'm, to Montreal last year? Brutal. Like, what are you doing? 
I think does, wasn't it wasn't it four? Like they won two and they lost four. The, they like were win, up win, three. Lose, lose. They were up three one, I think, and then lost. Okay, yeah, lost three, three straight. Row, right? Yeah. It's can they you were imagine up two. any other? Sport? That's all we need to know. <laughs> like any other sport, like you look at LeBron James in his prime, best player in the world, and just like losing in the first round, you're like, of course not. That's insane. You look in football, even when you're like Tom Brady losing in the first round, you're like, no, almost never. Yeah. And that's a game where it's a one and done. <laughs> you look at, then you look at these fucking sad, sorry ass losers year after year. And you're like, do you have like the best player? You're like we do. We have some of the very best. You're like, oh man, you must, you must get really far every year. They're like, well, no. <laughs> it's like, what we the get, fuck are you doing? We get really far into a series and then lose <laughs> maybe Isn't this is the like, year for them you know, you know? Isn't like the, the definition of insanity where it's yeah. like trying to do something more than once and expecting a different outcome yeah bitch yeah. Yeah. crazy <laughs> it's like when you yeah. say if we go far how far into what are you talking game seven first round <laughs> pretty far pretty far it's a lot of games it's a lot of games you know we could win in four straight but hey, that's too easy for us. We like to make it hard and then lose. Yeah. I can't imagine being Connor McDavid right now. Like you like, yeah, he signed that long-term deal. Like I it's on him. He signed it. You knew Edmonton was dumb, but yeah. so, but you're a few years into it now. And it's just like, ah, here we go again. Like, how are those guys not looking around the room and being like, fuck, it's going to happen again. Surely, like, like, I know pro athletes are wired different, but this is his fourth year of that deal. And it's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Is it going to get better? Yeah, it's crazy. Surely, when you like, really the players think about it. should have some say. No, right? not at all. Of course not. I like that. That's what kind of gets me about, about that. Like, how does your best player not sort of make you lean or have any impact in getting something that can help you out. Like they get, they get like a, a B tier goalie. Like, would you say that's an upgrade (laughs) compared to what they have? Like they don't even need a superstar. (laughs) (laughs) Like they don't even need a superstar. They need someone who can just get them out of like, a game maybe one in every four games, right? Or like at least save two. You just need allow a goalie. only two. That's what exactly. You just need a goalie that's not going to let in potentially six goals in a game like Koskinen or Mike Smith can be. Like Corpus Allo is not a top tier starting goalie, but he has been a starting goalie and can maybe hold down the fort as best as possible because you have two of the best goals or point getters in the league with some half decent secondary help. So you just need to go like Grant fear said, he's like, I'll like, whatever you guys score, I'll stop. I'll let in the one less. It's like, if I let in five, then like, if you score six, I won't let in more than five kind of thing. It's like Mm -hmm. McDavid can get five points on his own. You just need a goalie that can stop four shots from going in. But like Koskinen and Mike Smith can be very unreliable. So it's just like they just needed to get something. 
Like, you don't like need a guy saying, who's going to who's going to win games for you. You need a goalie who's not going to lose them for you. Exactly. Yeah. That's all exactly, they need. Yeah. You're like their defense isn't great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it needs work, but just you they just look at something. it and you're like there's no way there's no way that a duo of Koskinen and Mike Smith is going to get you a Stanley Cup. Nico Koskinen wears number 19. That's all you need to know. What Gross. goalie wears 19? That's disgusting. But uh I'm going to rattle off the last few trades here, and then we're going to get some NFL talk because we're going to run a bit long Mike Smith's here. 39 years old, by the way. He's oh my God. 39. <laughs> he sucks, and he's always on LTIR. So, I mean, you can't let in goals when you're on. That's true. Very true. Reserve. So yeah. Wins did... a couple games to get the numbers up, and he's like, I'm hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trade me now while my value is Check high. Check out my stats, okay? baby. This is a, this good performance is the ticket to my steep downfall. I'm just <laughs> going to get run out of the league. But okay, here, speed round, and then we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. So uh, Andrew Kopp and a 2023 sixth round pick is going to the Rangers for Morgan Barron, a 2022 first, a 2022 and 2023 second, and a 2023 fifth round pick back to Winnipeg uh, to Pittsburgh, Ricard Raquel for a 2022 second, uh, Zach Aston Reese, uh, Simone and goalie Clang. Pretty, pretty sure it's Craig Clang is his name, but I'm not too Clang. sure. And great, then great for goalie. Cal Clang. Cal Clang. My bad. Yeah. And then over to Edmonton, Brett Kulak for a second and Legasson back to Montreal. So any of those trades kind of open your eyes a little bit. You're kind of like, huh, that uh wasn't so bad. I like the Andrew Cop to New York because they needed some even strength scoring. And Cop is a good middle um forward piece. Um, Ricardo Kell just adds some scoring, but Pittsburgh kind of gave up some of their defensive forwards for that, so they kind of sacrificed one way, but they just added some scoring depth because this is kind of their last their window's closing. And then Brett Kulak just kind of shows up Edmonton's D, but like we just said, they have two of the worst, they probably have one of the worst goalie tandems in the league, so it probably won't matter. But what are you guys' thoughts on any of those? I have three quick ones. Fast thoughts, even I'd call them three fast thoughts cop to the Rangers. Great. It's exactly kind of the guy they needed a guy who can play in the middle six, who is defensively can be responsible, but can be like a five on five driver, which is what they fucking desperately need because they have the best goaltending in the league. They have the best power play in the league, but five on five, it's kind of like, huh? So between cop and Mott both coming in, you're like, those are guys who are going to like help just like push the puck, drive the play, push the pace. Great for them. Uh, Raquel going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they gave up uh, Aston Reese and Simon, Simone, whatever. Uh, yeah, some kind of defensive forwardy types, but Kapanen was not working out this year. Yeah. And they needed a guy who can score next to Gino. So Raquel, I mean, this year has been good. Last couple of years, he's been kind of like, so, I think he's been a little bit hurt, though. He's been kind of on and yeah. off the injury reserve. So he can't exactly. really gain any momentum. So you roll the dice on a guy that you're like, well, we know he can score and he hasn't played with anybody who's as good as Malkin before. So Pittsburgh's going to do that thing where they like bring in a random guy. You're like Brian Rust. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Play with Gino or Sid and he'll do well. So I like the move from that point. I don't, they didn't pay a ton to get him. So that I think it was a second round pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Kulak going to Edmonton. That's fine. Whatever. He's a defensive defenseman. He's not. It's a boring defensive defenseman. Woo. 
They need that though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, they need like, people who can, like not let them get killed every night, but he's not a guy that's going to move the needle for them. So it's like, you're still going to have to play Duncan Keith 30 minutes a night and he's old as shit and sucks now. So a competent defenseman will give you three first rounders. For him. I mean, like, <laughs> please God. <laughs> Opening up your wallet, take whatever you want. Yeah. Hayden, uh, what about you? Do you have any thoughts on these? Honestly, yeah, no, they're they're all pretty pretty standard, pretty average. Uh, yeah. Nothing really jumping out, popping out uh, with any of them. Uh, one extra little thing was kind of a hot take. We all know Arizona, great franchise, absolutely great. Uh, you know, they kind of made little splashes here and there and uh, didn't do like a whole, whole lot, but – Honestly, like how cool uh, – I know you've obviously talked about going or maybe even like watching a game inside the college arena. Like if they can somehow get it going in like the next couple of years, I think they could be – they could be fun. I hope. I hope. It'd be fun to watch them rise up from literal ground zero in my opinion. Well, fill up that 5,000 seat barn, baby. I exactly. Think, <laughs> I think so. Thoughts on that? I think that it's a bad look on the league that they're playing in a college barn, but yes, I think the environment is going to be fun just because it's going to be a bunch of drunk college oh, yeah. kids at a hockey game. So I get that part, but it's a bad look on the league. The McBain trade that Arizona made for Minnesota, giving up a second pick for a prospect that wasn't going to sign in Minnesota, and he's already committed that he's going to sign his ELC. Um, in Arizona, which is fucking weird. It's like, okay, right? yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I don't he wants to live one. it up and yeah, in Arizona, at, which at fine, ASU, hey. yeah, post game, go to a frat party. I'm pretty sure right? that's what he wants. There, there but, is, yeah, going from yeah, college to college. Yeah, so I like that trade because they gave up a pick for a prospect that's played in the Olympics. So I mean, I'm sure that helps with their development. And what I like about Arizona, as much of a poverty franchise as they are. They are committing. They are committing to the rebuild. Unlike mm. teams like Vancouver, who always, oh, we're on a four-game winning streak. We're going for a run. Let's <laughs> buy. <laughs> Hold. Yeah. Oh, any uh, UFA that's interested in coming here, give them a full no-move clause and $6 million. <laughs> Where it's like, we're like, so close to like being decent like but and we've talked about the canucks enough but arizona at least they're like doing it right like if you're gonna rebuild fucking rebuild tear it down and that's exactly yeah. what they're doing so but their they're, poverty franchise and should probably be moved to a different city and probably will be but for the time being at least they're having fun for the time being they're just kind of giving me like like almost like detroit lions vibes you know like I know they're not Lovable like the losers. best worst team, but like, could you imagine being like someone from ASU, right? And just going down, just fucking who cares? It's a professional hockey team. You're there to see the other team most likely and getting shit face. I yeah. think that'd be so fun. I mean, they have really nice jerseys. That's a plus. Yeah, that is a plus. So the white Kachina jerseys are chef's kiss. But any last thoughts on the NHL trade deadline, boys? Super disappointed by the Buffalo Sabres. Those losers have a bunch of UFAs, <laughs> and they didn't deal anybody. Like, I don't think they made a single move. 
they got or they moved out Robert Hag for like a fourth or something like something insignificant. Uh, and it's just like, what are you doing? You yeah. suck. You're bad. Why would you, you connect your, like, you're not even fighting for a playoff spot. You could, you're telling me you couldn't have moved uh, some, you couldn't have moved Cody Egan for a seventh round pick. You couldn't have moved Colin Miller for at least a third. Like you have all these guys who are Get just capital, anything, literally anything. Yeah. And you didn't do a damn thing. You're like, that's, you should be fired. You should be let go tomorrow. Big losers. Yeah. Big, big losers, but big, big weenies. Big dumps. Yeah. hundred percent. NFL talk. Woo! NFL talk. There have some big skin. some big moves since me and Hayden last recorded last week. Last recorded last week. That's a sentence. Um, <laughs> but we're going to start off with the big one. I mean, there's a couple big ones, but Deshaun Watson uh, traded to Cleveland along with a 2024 sixth round pick because that's notable for a for three first round picks in 2022, 2023, and 2024. Um, a 2022 fourth round pick and a and a 2022 2024 fourth round pick. So two fourth round picks and then a 2023 third round pick. So lots of draft capital going back to Houston. And then Deshaun Watson in the midst of the trade signs a $230 million dollar fully guaranteed extension over four years, which is exactly when you give want to give out to a guy who still has civil lawsuits open and he's not guilty, but he's not innocent and he's getting $233 million guaranteed boys. What do we want to talk about this? Trade? Uh, <laughs> this, this is just absolutely fucking God awful. I think the Texans, came out on this trade on top. They got someone with 22 civil law, uh, lawsuits off their hands. They have draft capital now for days. And like, the, I, I just, I don't see why. Well, I do see why Deshaun went to the Browns. It was fully guaranteed money. Like you'd be stupid to go anywhere else. You know, after, you know, we recorded, uh, and then on Thursday, it was determined that the Browns were the first team out or the second team out after Carolina. And it's like, oh, OK, now it's just down to Atlanta and New Orleans. And I think we can all agree uh, playing in the NFC right now. Million times easier than playing in the AFC. Why do you think Brady came back? Like, exactly. oh, there's no one here. <laughs> exactly. So instead of going to. Uh, obviously he's not going to go to the AFC South, uh, and the AFC East, like, I feel like the AFC East is the easiest division in the AFC if it It isn't the South. So he obviously just went there for the money. Uh, it really showed me who he was as a person and Donald and I have never been closer on a trade that didn't even involve us, to be honest. (laughs) I would like to say something just really quick football alone show you who he is as a person the man took the money it's a business i would take the money too hey like fuck you i don't give a damn about like oh well you know i might have a better shot in atlanta or new orleans i prefer those cities obviously over cleveland but these idiots are going to give me 230 million dollars like oh i never will fault a guy for taking the money yeah baby come on the reason why 
Cleveland what shows you was... who he is as a person was touching all those ladies. Now that yeah. <laughs> that, that is... shows you who he is as a person. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, if he was so. coming, sorry, I was going to say like, you're a big Saints fan. If he came to the Saints, you'd be like, I didn't see him do a damn thing. <laughs> Because no, this man no, can not throw true. touchdowns, baby. Not, not true at all. You would Corey. stop like, cheering I for the Saints? I wouldn't stop cheering for the Saints, no. But I would not be like in support of Deshaun Watson at all. Like, no, no, not saying you support him, but like, you're not. I'm not I, saying he's going to be your new favorite player. But the guy who is no. when before he got suspended or suspended or whatever it was in the offseason before he decided he wasn't going to play for Houston. And then all of the legal stuff came. He's a, what a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, right? Probably Ish? top five. Right. Maybe. You're like, he's played with not great players in Houston all the time. <laughs> Will Fuller was good for four games a year. Really good too. He had but a career like, year before he got all those uh, losses. Right? And it was like, so a it's like Texans team. taking, that out of the picture you're like fuck like in terms of like picks given up yeah it's a haul for the texans but you see every year guys it's like what's the one thing in the nfl you need to win and cleveland knows this better than anybody after trying to do it with baker mayfield for the last few years like you will not win a super bowl unless you have an elite quarterback unless you have the world's greatest defense and you can hold a team to like 10 points. Like when the Ravens won it with Dilfer, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You're like, sure it can happen, but when's the last time? Like, and yeah, the giants beat the Patriots somehow twice with Eli Manning. Nobody understands that they're a uh, noodle arm Manning. Yeah. Right. Just heaving it up to Tyree. And you're like, it makes no sense. Those teams should not have won the super bowl. They're anomalies, but I'm you generally need like Manning. Oh, I'm about Peyton Manning oh, getting carried by that Broncos. Um, you know what's so funny? It's like he was so good his first year there. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just like, what happened to you? Did you get punched in the arm? <laughs> just like, Old age just caught up with him in the matter like, of one year. Did they actually what put a Did you have like uh, arm Was Archie in there instead? Yeah. Did you get an arm replacement and they put a left arm on you instead? Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> they switched my arms up. I can't throw with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Papa John, can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, man, from a tr like just purely football perspective, that's a win for the Browns. Like yeah. the guaranteed money, it's funny because it's like you've now changed the landscape, Cleveland. Like guys are going to be like, oh, we can get fully guaranteed contracts now. <laughs> I mean, quarterbacks only and like top rushers maybe, but like this, they're not going to give it to like running backs uh, or a kicker. But so it's like the next top level quarterback is going to be getting most of his contract in guaranteed dollars now, which is wild. It's like you've now Lamar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like he's holding out. He's like, well, you just saw what they gave to Sean Watson. <laughs> like, and I am probably not as good, but right there with him. He's not so far I, off of, from Watson. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He's a top level guy. Yeah. But it's like you Watson, you're like, yeah, it's, I'd, I'd have gone to the Browns too. And it's funny. Cause like you look at the Browns, you're like, they were a pretty good team this year. So you slide in there and you're like running games. Great. O-line's good enough. Receivers needs a little work now, but uh, wait, no, who signed there? Who went Amari to Cooper. Cooper. Cooper, right? So you're like, you've already got Thanks. a guy and you got Njoku. So it's like, they've got the weapons and stuff. And then you look at 
Like I, if I was a Sean Watson, I wouldn't have outside of wanting to live in Atlanta, I'm assuming to go to strip clubs. Uh, it's like, who is he going to play with in Atlanta? Calvin okay. Ridley. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. If Pitts wasn't involved in the trade, which like, that was another thing too. Just mm-hmm. they, I, I feel like I heard so many reports saying they wanted tradable young players and Cleveland gave up zero players. Yeah, I feel like Atlanta wasn't in it at all. They were just trying to drive up the price for New Orleans because. But before, but before that, like New Orleans had already submitted an offer and it was mm-hmm. accepted. Oh, so was it? driving it, up, yeah, driving uh, it up, driving it up did absolutely nothing. I think Atlanta was fully in it because then um, on the Friday they asked Matt Ryan to push his salary bonus to mm-hmm. Tuesday. So they they wanted Watson. They wanted Watson, and so did the Saints. So did Carolina. They Carolina Everybody. been wanting him for so many years. Or, Which is uh, such a funny thing about years. the NFL. We don't give yeah. a shit what you did. Can you win us games? Because yeah. our fans will move on, right? Like there'll be this year, and it's like, yeah, I'm sure people will boo him a ton in Cleveland to start. But the second that team wins a few games, it's just like, yep, we don't mind unless it comes out that he's a... like guilty and like damning things come out about it it's like then maybe it'll be a different story but i still like he'll probably end up getting suspended by the league for a few games i say around four to eight games which is why i think the cleveland browns were very smart and they signed jacoby Brissett. yeah Yeah, (laughs) you're like who's a guy that can play in the style of deshaun watson who's not as good but can start and possibly win a few games for us at the beginning of the year it's like oh perfect here you go yeah i I was talking about this with Kyler. Uh, I mean, hidden boss. Yeah, Kyler Murray. No <laughs> wow, good. dude, connections. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hayden's boss at LCP, and he like I uh, posted on my story when Watson got traded, and all I said was like, "Sheesh!" Like this is a crazy NFL offseason. That's all I said, and then he slid up and went off. He's like, "This is awful. What are the Browns doing? They're idiots!" Like and like overpay like X amount of dollars a year, like whatever. And I was like. Look, when he is playing on the field, he is a top five quarterback. In my opinion, I think he's like top five, if not like just outside top five quarterback. He's early to mid 20s and quarterbacks play to like 27 and quarterbacks play to like their 40s. So you have like a decade worth of Deshaun Watson. If he like Corey said, strictly football, Cleveland won this trade because they have their franchise quarterback taken care of they don't have to worry about anything unless he flees after his 230 million dollars is up which i wouldn't be surprised but cleveland has the roster that is built to win and people say like oh they are held back by a quarterback sometimes it's a little bit else like quarterback plus some but i truly think that cleveland was like held back by baker and i really think that a Deshaun Watson type player, if he plays as many games as possible, can really like carry this team into a deep playoff run. But they run the risk of losing him. And if like new stuff comes out, new information comes out that he is guilty, then it's like, oh, we just gave $230 million to a criminal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, I don't like the contract, the fully guaranteed. I thought that was stupid. Like, mm-hmm fully guaranteed money to a guy that sells lawsuits open that's dumb yeah i mean the football player himself 
if everything works out and he is completely innocent, 100% total proof none of this happened, Cleveland is laughing right now. But and the, I will agree. The, the risk is there, which is what I'm afraid of from Cleveland's perspective. Yeah, and I will totally 100% agree with that. As a football standpoint, strictly football, nothing else. Yeah, Cleveland won. But obviously with everything coming into question, that's what makes me say Houston won because they have this off their hands now. They yeah. have draft capital up their ass. They can trade for players. They're in full rebuild mill, uh, rebuild mode. And Bill O'Brien, that fucking torture is just gone now. Yeah. Gone with, with Watson. And a report came out that they want to build around Davis Mills, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Houston doesn't have their first round pick this year, do they? They traded they have it, didn't one they? now. <laughs> well, yeah, but not like a, not a top five pick, though, right? I thought uh, that was last year. No, 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 no. Do they, they have do. it this year? They do. Yeah, yeah, I, think, okay. I think last year they traded sure it. They do. To Miami, and then Miami traded it to someone else. I think. Yeah, like let that's me literally look that up here. Because I don't think, like, when you look at Watson, you're like, because none of the cases, none of it's a criminal case, right? So it's not like he can go to jail for any of this. It's all civil. So I guess if it comes out and they find him of, through whatever means are still going on in the courts, a ton of attention to this thing every day. But it's like if it comes out, they're like, no, nah, no, nah, like it's all true. Like you're guilty. You found guilty in this civil case. I wonder if it's like a provision or anything like in his contract that they, they can be like cut it without paying him because it's like something about conduct detrimental to the league sort of thing. Yeah. Or it's like most things you're able to like get rid of a guy for that reason. And I wonder yeah. if the money, I doubt it would be guaranteed in that case. You know what's, what I mean? the, what's that term called? Uh, like contract termination. Like if they can just like, like voiding a deal. Yeah. Like terminate Like, okay. We, yeah. You we'll, can terminate. Yeah. You like terminate we'll pay it. you up until like if something comes up that, you're like guilty then we'll cut you for like x amount of time that you're gone from the team or we'll just cut it in general but we'll yeah, get all... you the money that you make for now up until anything happens yeah I feel and like they're that... already saying that for every game he misses it's like an under sixty thousand dollars like off of his contract but sixty thousand dollars to 250 million that's means nothing baby shit. that's peanuts it's a raindrop in the ocean yeah <laughs> That's crazy. No, literally, like I don't even uh, think sixty thousand equivalates to anything close. That's his right to one point five million. Nah. Oh, looking at, at it, it's one point oh two million. So he sells two hundred and forty nine left now. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Not and enough. yeah, you're right. The the Texans do have their pick this year. That's my bad. It yeah, was last they year. Do. They have the about. third overall. Third which, and thirteenth. Yes, which uh, the third pick overall could be, uh, from what I see, Aiden uh, Hutchinson, since Detroit now might be going Malik Willis. Who knows? All I know is that every year, everyone says some of these quarterbacks are going to be good, and most of the time, they suck. Kenny two gloves. Kenny two gloves, baby. Uh, Corey, your Packers. What about they didn't do anything? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, they didn't. All right, moving on. Moving on. Um, (laughs) uh, Atlanta signed Mary. No, we'll go to that later. Devontae Adams traded to Vegas for a first round pick and a second round pick in 2022. And then Uh Adams went on to sign a five year extension worth $140 million. Corey, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm bummed. Obviously, Devontae Adams is the, if he's not the best receiver, he's a top three receiver in the NFL. 
So to lose that when the receiving core on the Packers isn't good. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> the Packers have a lot of really good, like number three receivers. <laughs> oh, so, the Patriots, right? Like Alan Lazard, great number three blocks catches the ball. He's a big guy. Great. Randall Cobb, decent number three guy. Still, I guess he's like reliable. The Throw oldest, the ball, he's youngest player in the NFL. Yeah, like yeah, and he's like 40 years old, but he's like 32. It's like, oh, oh yeah, what? he never ages. It's those <laughs> eyes that are piercing blue. Yeah, I know. And then it's like Amari Rogers is like, is he going to be any good? I don't know. Hopefully he pans he out. Went, he, he went to Clemson. He should be good. Right. He didn't yeah. do much last year. <laughs> so it's like, ah, and I get it. Adams didn't want to resign with the Packers. He wanted to go to Vegas. He wanted to play with Carr, his old buddy. Fresno State. Fresno. Boys. Right. Fine. I get it. So in the sense of like now they have the money they would have had to pay him on the franchise tag, which was 20 mil. Uh, They don't have to pay him that money. So it's like, okay, they've gone out and re-signed Rasul Douglas. You're like, that's great. We had the money to like, make sure we could bring back uh, Campbell. So you're like, that's great guy. Like our defense should be like as good as it was last year, which is great. Cause it was a very strong point for the team. You need to add a little bit on special teams, but now you're like, they need we don't, to add we a need lot a receiver. on the special teams. So you got a first and a second round pick. So you're that's in the NFL, like we talked about in the NHL, you're like a first and a second is a decent haul, I guess. In the NFL, that's huge. Yeah. Right? A first and a second round pick. So four picks in the top two in the in the first 60 picks. So in a, in a deep wide receiver class. So exactly. They, can, I, they won't yeah, draft but a wide receiver. We know that they're just gonna draft a quarterback or a cornerback. <laughs> Will, two cornerbacks will and two quarterbacks. I my mind if they don't take a receiver with one of these first round picks because you just traded away a guy. If we still had Adams and we didn't take a receiver in the draft, fine. I get it. But you traded away the best receiver in football and you got Aaron Rodgers coming back and be like, all right, let's run this thing back one more time. Cobb, your wide receiver one. Yeah. Hopefully the special teams don't get a kick blocked for a touchdown and another kick blocked again to lose us a playoff game but it's i like the raiders so i don't mind it uh, i feel great for john johnny yeah. sousa he needs this <laughs> the Seuss is loose the Seuss is loose he's jazz you know <laughs> that like and you look at that division and you're like they had to do something yeah seriously yeah and nightmare because the tag on with vegas they made like another big splash but me and him were talking about this last week like Teams like the Broncos and Chargers, they had to like go all in now because every team in the AFC West is like pretty young and like young enough to at least be contending for the next few years. So like like Chargers have to take advantage of Herbert's rookie contract because you're gonna mm-hmm. have to pay him big when he's up. Like Broncos, you're literally a quarterback away from like contending. So go all in on Russ or Rogers or whoever. Do it. Chargers, it's like yeah, Renfro is great. He's a great Raiders. receiver. Oh, Raiders. Mm-hmm. Who did I say? You said Chargers. You did that Again. two weeks yeah. in a row, man. Yeah. Raiders. <laughs> Renfro is great. Waller, top three tight end. Mm-hmm. They, we need like a number one receiver. Yeah. And they had, and to get him for like a first and a second, like I feel like that's just a steal. I feel like that's a steal so, too, considering, you know, what people have traded for. Yeah anyone else yep and i gotta pay him all that money but that contract won't look bad for at least a couple years yeah right if like if adams like starts to fall off a little bit that's fine but 
Yeah, and it also gives what I like, almost what I like the most for for the Raiders, obviously the most is that it gives them Adams. So it's like a legitimate number one who they were supposed to have when they signed Brown before he screwed them. Uh, is it gives Edwards, the guy who is like in his second, first or second year, like time where he will not, he'll be like the number four guy mm-hmm. on that team. It's like that gives a young guy room to grow, to get better, to not have to face. Because at the end of last year, right, Ruggs was kind of hurt. And then it's like Edwards has to go off against a team's number one cornerback. And you're like, this isn't going to, this is not going to go well. (laughs) Jalen Ramsey is going to stop you every time. (laughs) So now it's like, oh, Devontae Adams has to take your number one threat. And it's like, so he takes your number one corner. Well, now you have to have Darren Waller. So you're like, well, our second best guy and the free safety is probably going to have to like spy him anyways. And you're like, okay, well, Hunter Renfrew can just run around in the slot with like the third best guy in the secondary or fourth. Yeah. And it's like, and then there's Edwards. It's like, there's too much. They have so much talent now. Like it's better. I like their wide risk. Well, not anymore. Cause now they signed Juju. I was going to say like, they're better than the chiefs. It's like Kelsey and Waller. You're like, sure. But Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown. Uh, Devonte Adams is better than Tyreek Hill, like yeah. as a receiver, he's just he's better in more facets of the game, and it's like Hunter yeah. Renfrew, way better than like uh, Pringle, Nicole or Hardman. Hardman's or Hart. Like Pringle's whoever. gone. Yeah, they're but none of them were great. Is my point? We're like Renfrew's yeah. a very good receiver. Yeah. So now, at least on paper, like Jacobs is a good running back. So the Raiders you look like on offense at least because like yeah defensively they need work (laughs) but on offense you're like hey at least now we can they can play with the rest of the teams in that division because you look at that division before and you're like they're hooped (laughs) like there was no chance they were going to win that division and they still don't think they're going to win that division but at least now you look at it and you're like you can at least score with these teams Every team in that division can go 13 and four. Every team just splits and then everyone else wins the rest of their games. Mm-hmm. And every team goes 13 and four. And right. What a nightmare. Out. That must suck so bad. Like forever. Yeah. Uh, the Packers have had an easy division, right? Like, and the, the, Patriots the Lions for a have all, bit. yeah, for you for a long time. And then even like the saints, half of your division has usually sucked. <laughs> like the yeah. Panthers, yeah. like, if one other team is good, the other ones are bad. Like yeah, never are exactly. all four teams good. They're never all four teams are good. No. <laughs> right? The Packers, it's like, are the Bears good or the Vikings? One of them is probably kind of good and the other one kind of sucks. And the Lions are always bad. It's like <laughs> the Falcons have been trash for years now. But they went to the Super Bowl that Ever one since year. that Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 Couldn't run the ball. What a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Couldn't kick yeah. a field goal. So uh no, staying stay in Vegas, they signed one of the best defensive lineman chris jones to three years uh, uh 51 million dollars chandler jones chandler mm-hmm. jones chris jones is chiefs right yep yeah uh my bad russell but... wilson could not escape chandler jones <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like i was telling hayden this i'm pretty sure it was hayden I may have been telling someone else this but raiders went like every division has the worst team in the division doesn't mean that they're a bad team but with mm-hmm. all the rust moves and the khalil Mack trade and all that Raiders were the worst team in that division, but they were yeah. still like a playoff worthy team. And then they made the Adams trade and the Jones signing. And I'm like, are they the best team in the division now? <laughs> like, <laughs> like they just flipped completely 180. It's like they got two players who you can argue are the best at each of their positions. And it's just like now you got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on that defensive line. It's and Rocky Sin coming yeah, back yeah, in that deal. Crazy. So 
that Chandler Jones signing. What do you uh, what do you think of that, boys? It's fucking just amazing. I mean, like every team is just one upping each other. <laughs> like it's insane. And I am I crazy or did the Raiders not sign Stefan Gilmore today as well? Did, did I just see that? Did they? I thought I, I, I thought I saw something in the group chat that they signed Stefan Gilmore. Uh, I could be wrong. I could be totally misled and just read that. I didn't see anything from like Rappaport or Shefty, but uh, no. Even oh, without... the Raiders are making a push, I uh, think, to sign him. I don't know if they've signed him yet. Okay. Well, but then, I think they're regardless, trying to. Regardless, they, uh, yeah, they're, I bet you anything they go, um, you know, defensively in the draft the same way that the Chargers will. And it's just gonna be a fucking. It's gonna be a bloodbath. This whole division. I'm so excited. Oh, me too. <laughs> so like, glad could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine being in Johnny's like position right now? He's like, "Holy fuck! This team is like the best team, and we still might come last." Yeah. <laughs> right. Like the uh, that's what I was talking about. It was like your best outcome is that you split all your games. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's no way you can run the table on your own division. Like there's no, no. chance that you go six zero. At best, you're like, well, hopefully we can go one and one each time. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you're 500. <laughs> right, like I, and that the rest of the teams also, and just call the division a wash. Over under each team having more than five losses. <laughs> Jeez, I'd take the under. <laughs> All of them having less than. I would, I would take the the over just because something always happens. Yeah. Like, like one quarterback gets beat, hurt, or the Jags are going to beat the Raiders somehow. And right, like and if they all something. split, that's three losses already on each record. And you're like, yeah. eh, two games. I don't know. I don't know who they're playing. I haven't looked at the schedule. What a nutty parlay that could be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just crazy. It's anyways. Uh, the Colts acquire Matt Ryan for a 2022 third round pick. Huge, <laughs> love it. You saw how good that team was with Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan's better than Carson Wentz. So, right? Yeah. Like, isn't it as simple I, as... I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Matt Ryan is not the Matt Ryan of old, obviously. But I think he can he's still, still good throw enough. for like 4,500 yards. Like, he's right? still good. Like, that's for... what I mean. So, yeah. Carson Wentz isn't a good quarterback. I think we can all agree to that. Matt Ryan is at least a good quarterback. So if the Colts, what was the Colts record last year? Like 11 and six or something? No, I think it was nine and eight, right? Did they, oh, did they fall off at the end? Is yeah, that what happened to yeah. Them? yeah, because they needed to win against the Jags and they lost. That's it. Yeah. So it sad. was win and get in, but they lost. To the Jags. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> to the worst team. And that's what the, that's what got the Steelers in the playoffs. Literally if the Colts And won the Raiders. This- yeah. Oh, the, oh, that's yeah. right. The, yeah, the Raven Steelers game. It was a weird, convoluted ending. Yeah. But you look at those games that they lose, and you're like, well, if Matt Ryan was your quarterback, were you going to lose all those games? Probably win a couple of them. Yeah. At least, at least win half of them that he uh, that he lost. I'd say. So, like you have the best running back. You have a great O line. Your receivers are very mediocre. Mid. <laughs> but that's yeah. okay. You've you just tossed the he had terrible receivers last year. Yeah. Me and Hayden were talking. We're like when Wentz got traded, we're like, you didn't really upgrade, in my opinion. Like, I think Heineke and Wentz are like 
relatively similar. Pretty much the so same. I if have no w- idea why the Commanders did that trade. Yeah. So it's like if yeah. Wentz was a good quarterback, then we'd be like Washington upgrades at quarterback. They acquire Wentz, but like if I'm comparing him to Heineke and I don't really see any upgrade, then Matt Ryan is a massive upgrade over Carson Wentz, in my opinion. And yeah. if they can even just get uh like deeper wide receiver core, then I think this team can be like really good in a very, very deep AFC. But hey, but a very division. winnable division. Exactly. Yep. They could so. have one of the top four spots just because their division fucking sucks. Yeah. So yeah. Then you just have to play one of the two wild card teams from the AFC West. West. <laughs> Literally, congratulations! The, you won your division. You have to play the Broncos. And the, the Colts or could Chargers. be ten and seven and have a worse record than the wild card teams. Like that's gonna be insane. It's is this gonna be one of those things? Like, do you remember? Like, oh, it's a long time ago now. It might be like ten years ago now. Remember when the Eagles, the Seahawks, made had all the worst those signings? Record? Oh yeah. No, no. When the Eagles and they were supposed to be like a super team, right? It was when they, st- I think it was when they still had chip Kelly. Yeah. I remember that. Right? And chip Kelly's like, I'm going to change this offense. They're going to see something I've, they've never seen before. Both sides of the ball, like the guys they brought in. And then it just was like, think, <laughs> and it crashed and burned so hard. I'm wondering if like one of these AFC West teams, everyone's going to be talking up and it's just not going to work. For whatever reason, right? Like guys don't mesh on the field, the play, like you don't like with your defensive coordinator or something, whatever, like whatever happens, like everyone's talking about it because you should, you look at it on paper and you're like, all of these teams have improved a lot. You had to pick (laughs) one team that's going to have like a disastrous season, but like underperform drastically. Who do you think it'd be? I want to say the Raiders, but it's probably going to be the Chargers. I think it's the Chargers. Yeah, I was the easy pick is the Raiders because you're well, they're probably the worst team in the division. Like if you're just trying to rank them, but yeah, the Chargers. If you know Herbert they runs into any way trouble, exactly. I, like you know how the Lakers, how they're so bad this year, but LeBron's not the problem. Like I think the Chargers, if they're going to be bad, then it's just going to be like dumb coaching decisions, or their defense is still really bad, or like Herbert's could have an MVP type season, kind of like Deshaun Watson when his team went four but and twelve. They could be like four and thirteen or something like that. But like, like I don't think Chargers will be four and thirteen, but yeah. I think they could still be like nine and eight when they should have more than twelve wins. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They should at but, least be thirteen and four. But Herbert could games. throw like almost five thousand yards, close to fifty touchdowns. Yeah, and- you look at that division and you're you look and you're like. I think we're all going to be disappointed if you all don't have at least 10 wins. Exactly. hundred yeah. no, percent. Um, so once again, I'm just going to rattle off some moves and then we'll all talk about it in bunches. How's that sound? Honey bunches Good. of oats. Let's do all right. That. So Tennessee acquires Robert Woods for a 2023 sixth round pick because the Rams signed Allen Robinson to a three-year, $46.5 million contract. Like we said earlier, Casey uh, signed Juju to a one-year, $3.2 million contract. Buffalo gives Von Miller the bag, six years, $120 million. Uh, New Orleans resigns Winston to a two-year, $28 million deal. Atlanta signs Mariota to a two-year uh, deal and then Stafford gets extended four years, $160 million. So, guys, I just gave you a lot of ammo. Fire away. 
number one and number two overall draft pick from 2015 in the same division. Let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, I think people are giving Mariota bad credit. Like, I feel like he's still a competent starter. I mean, I, I just don't feel as if Tennessee, he uh, was put into that mix properly. Uh, I think he, I think he could do something, maybe, maybe spice it up with Atlanta. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Atlanta drafts a quarterback or receiver or whatever. Uh, I like that. And then Jameis Winston, obviously we knew it was going to happen if Deshaun Watson wasn't going to New Orleans. So I'm super pumped about that. Um, the Bills signing Von Miller. Crazy. And wasn't OJ Howard. That. Yeah. And OJ Howard, like the Bills, the easiest favorite for Super Bowl, I'd say, uh, right now. And yeah, no, it's it I, like I said, or like we said, Jeff, uh, I think this has been the best NFL offseason ever. Yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. Corey. Like everything you could ever imagine. Big yeah. moves. Money big moves. moves. Big money moves. That's right. I uh, yeah, Mariota going to Atlanta is kind of a funny one because you're right. He sucked in Tennessee, and whether it was like the position he was put into and like thrown in too soon, the pieces around him, whatever. When he was back up for the Raiders and he came in a little bit, you're like, oh, he looks like he can still throw a football. That's good. Mm-hmm. But you look at Atlanta, and you're like, that's a team that's rebuilding, right? Yeah. So yeah, you bring in like a stopgap of a guy who is just not going to embarrass you hopefully every day. Yeah. I was I talking would be to Donald surprised. when he went to pick up the kids. I'm like, you signed a placeholder quarterback. And he's like, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like he's not going to yeah. be our future. <laughs> exactly. Buy right? time so, to draft a Bryce young next year. Yeah. So it's like they either take quarterback this year or they do the thing that I always wished uh, NFL teams would do when they decide they're going to rebuild and it's not try and get your quarterback first, but like get an O line. <laughs> then protect the guy who you think you're going to bring in or sign or whatever because they you shit teams draft trevor lawrence they're like we think he's going to be the future for us like that's great be like he got hit a lot (laughs) and meanwhile he gets destroyed joe burrow right like oh my god he it just snaps his leg into you're like oh yeah and then cincinnati goes out and makes a bunch of signings yeah on the o-line yeah. you're like oh my god look finally you're like i look cincinnati's a team i look at and go like okay yeah you need burrow should keep progressing you have excellent use like hayden hurst is such a sneaky sneaky play for them at at tight end we're like he just hasn't really had the chance i don't think to like succeed and there's no pressure on him to like super perform this year i don't think he's going to be the best tight end in football don't get me wrong but i think he can be better than uzma uzoma uzama Uzama. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's like the, the bangles I look at and I just go like you addressed your problem. Very nice. Very For it. <laughs> so For many teams yeah. every year seem to just not address their biggest need. And they're like, we Seattle. saw that we would have won that game. Maybe if uh, Joe Burrow could hold the ball for more than one and a half seconds. So let's try and fix that. Yeah. So that was good. I think Juju in Kansas city is going to be such a boon for them. They haven't had Sammy Watkins has been their most competent second receiver and he's not that good. So yeah. to get a guy who you're like, yeah, he's been hurt a lot lately, but he's still just 25 years old there. He is the third best option. Like, so again, he's a guy that's not going to get 
singled out and he's not going to have to play against top players. You're so focused on Hill and you're so focused on Kelsey that if they just run Juju in the slot, they'd be like, watch him eat up the middle of the field. (laughs) So it'll be another year where the Chiefs don't use their running back. Sorry, Clyde, you will will not get the ball. We're just going to keep throwing it, but that's good for them. So yeah. And then Von Miller to the Bills. Part of me wonders if that's going to be a thing where it's like you gave him too much money. Like he's at a point in his career where it's like, did you sign a name to big money or did you sign talent to big money? I still think he's very good, but it's like, I worry about like that contract. It'll be good this year at least, but I don't even think it's like the money. It's the term. Like you sign, like I'm pretty sure he's going to be like 38 by the end of this contract. Yeah, Thank God. It's not all guaranteed money. Like easily cut him. Your old, like who plays, an aggressive position. Like, it's not like you're signing a 32 year old cornerback. Like this guy that plays defensive. He's end. about he's, to be 33 years old. He's the like, same age as me. Yeah. Like he's going to the trenches every snap and you signed him six years. Like, I just feel like the term is bad. Like if you signed him to like a three year, mm-hmm. $60 million contract, same amount of money per year. It's like, that's not as bad, but like six years, I feel like it's just a lot where it's like, along with the money, it's going to be bad after like the third year. Yeah. But the NFL is a weird league where it's like, yeah. And then you cut him and he's got dead cap. You just push it to another year. Yeah. I still do not know how the NFL salary cap really works. It's very convoluted and it seems essentially like it doesn't matter most of the time. No. Teams always find a way to like weasel in and out of. What hey, they need to do to how compete, much were the so. Saints over? And then they just got under just because people turned roster bonuses into signing bonuses. And then it's like, yeah, no, they were, <laughs> well, last year they were over a hundred million, and this year it was 75, and it was a piece of cake because now they're 30 million under the cap. Well, not anymore after signing Jameis, but with what they're doing, they signed him to a two-year deal, but it's basically four years because they've added two void or they're going to add two void years which ultimately brings down his 14 <laughs> mil basically salary down to seven Add the mm. other year. It's it's he's basically signed right now for a $4 million contract. And then if they extend him it, like if he does good, and it they doesn't make him, sense. It's not, no, it's, it's, we sh- shave it's a little here. We move a little there. A little exactly. And then you convert your, like with Michael Thomas, he's like, yeah, okay. Make my one year salary, but give me 18 million in a new signing bonus. And it's like, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. <laughs> $18 million that you gave as a bonus. That's not against the salary cap. Okay. It's like <laughs> They're playing. They're like, it's like the MLB salary cap without a luxury tax. Like that's basically, basically, what mm-hmm. that's basically what they're doing. It's the one thing I appreciate about like the NHL's hard cap, as much as I think it kind of sucks sometimes. Cause you're like, it's so easy to look at and figure out. <laughs> it's like, how much are you getting paid per year? Okay, perfect. That's your cap hit. You want to cut them? Sorry, it's going to be, you can't because you got to carry like this partial dead money, but it's an easy calculation to figure out. And everybody knows what's happening. You could figure out any team's salary structure within minutes. <laughs> yeah, they, like I have no idea. The only thing where like the NHL kind of relates to the NFL in terms of salary cap wise is like, if the CBA is coming to an end and I'm a free agent, I'm going to make 90% of my contract signing bonus so that it's basically guaranteed every year. Like Mm -hmm. Austin Matthews, he's getting paid $10 million a year, but he's only making like 750 K in terms of 
salary. Mm. So it's like if a lockout happens, he doesn't get that 750K, but that signing bonus every year, he still gets majority of it. So that's the yeah. only terms Make your of contract like, like lockout proof. Yeah. So that's the only like similarity that there is. It's like, oh, we're above the cap. Okay. Just like pay me now and take my roster bonus down. Oh, look, we're, we shaved $20 million off right there. It's like, <laughs> where did you how? find that $20 million? Yeah. Like, oh, I just <laughs> changed that one to a two. Yeah. I don't know. Added a year, I think, or shaved a year yeah. off even. I don't know. So but that's only similar. See you on Sunday. Yeah. Similar with the NHL. It's like, all right, I just make it a signing bonus. So that I just get it now and like, I don't lose as much money, but that's basically yeah. it. But yeah, there's a, I like the, the Allen Robinson one was interesting because I guess they're just, Run, they don't want to run the risk with Robert Woods coming off an ACL. Like, is like, do you think and that they is probably don't plan to re sign Beckham either? Yeah, so yeah, I don't think gotta... Beckham's going back, so I get it. Yeah, so you got a cup mm-hmm. A Rob duo. Do you think it'll kind of be the same, if not better? Like, Robinson's been dog shit <laughs> for like a couple of years, and I know the quarterback playing Chicago is also very bad, but yeah, you're like, you see good receivers with bad quarterbacks all the time, yeah. Right. And it's, they still find a way to like kind of at least sort of produce. Allen Robinson has been straight up bad. Yeah. For a few years. So this is like, this is the last chance. If he doesn't come out, because he's going to be the number two receiver there, he's going to be the number one guy on the outside. If he can't come out, Stafford is still a very good quarterback. Cooper Cup is one of the apparently best receivers in football. So, if this guy can't put up close to like a thousand yards this year, what are then is this like, he's just washed, right? Like this is, he has this one season to be very good. Otherwise it's never been anyone's fault, but his, cause he's been fucking terrible for the yeah. bears and I've loved every second of it. Yeah. Cause when you look at wide receivers, I think what, like one of the few receivers where you can look at and be like, Hey, no, this guy is truly like, we know his talent is DeAndre Hopkins is because if you look over in Houston, he had a few years of Deshaun Watson. And then who else did he have? Osweiler, Schaub, some other peasants. And he was still putting up numbers. So it's like, okay, no, this guy is good because he's making these shit quarterbacks like look amazing because he's just unbelievable. So yeah, Mm -hmm. this is like you said, Corey's like, there's been receivers who have put up numbers with dog shit quarterbacks. So, yeah, I think he's on his kind of last straw here before he kind of goes down to wider three, wide, wide receiver three status and then like PTOs and shit. I really hope that uh, Robert Woods has a great Allen Robinson sucks because he's just so funny. You're just like, well, well, there you go, dum dums. Yeah. Shouldn't have just shipped that guy out for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, unless, like, you really think the injury wasn't going to heal? People come back from ACLs almost stronger than they were before they tore it, which is kind of seems like it these days. Modern yeah. medicine, yeah, horse uh, tranquilizers to the thigh. I don't know. Amen. Um, we're gonna revisit uh some more stuff once because there's obviously gonna probably be more news. The NFL's almost turned into an all year sport because news just keeps dropping. All the that. Best. The playoffs are coming up pretty soon in the NHL. We're on uh, the last. Uh, dash here so it's exciting times what teams are going to make it what teams aren't Corey before and Hayden before we uh, leave what 
who do you think won the NHL trade deadline? I'm going to go with the Avalanche. The Avalanche? Josh I, uh, Manson and Arturi Lekkanen are going to be very big pieces for them on their run. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to agree with, uh, with Corey there. <laughs> Considering, you know, Colorado looks like they're probably the, rich the best richer. position. Yeah, they're, they're in the best position right now. It's pretty easy to say that they, they have won trade deadline. They pretty much almost won this year. Yeah, and I also want to give a shout-out to the Habs because I think they just did good and realized, and like, hey, let's just ship these guys out and get some capital because we're not mm-hmm. really good right now. So, yeah, yep. Chiro, got good stuff for him. Chirot, Chirot, Chirot. Yeah, like, and then you got a good haul for him. Solid. Yeah, and Arizona still sticking to the uh, game plan of getting picks, and I, I just like the McBain trade just because it's like, oh, let's get a proven McBain prospect. Yeah for a second round pick who was probably hit or miss. So boys, this was a super, super fun episode, super long episode. Um, it's because it's one of the best weeks in sports. We are yeah. in the spring equinox yeah. of the best time for sports in the fall. You get like playoffs uh, or sorry, the beginning of the seasons. You got the NFL starting NHL's on full swing, all that. It's great. You have a chunk where it's like all the best sports are on at the same time this week. You get the NHL trade deadline. You've got the NHL and the NBA both leading towards their playoffs. You've got the NFL offseason and free agency kicking in. You get March Madness. Oh, this is like the best. This is the best, one of the best chunks of the year for sports. And I am here for it. Yeah. It's Agreed. been unbelievable. But boys, this is your time to shine. People know where they can find you. Hayden, we'll start with you. Very quick and easy. At Hayden underscore Barton. That's what she Twitter. said. And uh <laughs> and Instagram. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's pretty much it for me. At computer builder. Dot. No, that's MSM. not me. Com. That's not me. I, I'm just the buyer of the parts. Yeah, I'm a humble man. <laughs> I'm just a fan clicker. You can uh you can find me, uh, Corey underscore Latandra, on Twitter.com. Uh, bad takes on sports and good takes on snacks. You can also. Uh, if you're interested in snacks, treats, and sweet eats, you can look up the Snacktastic Pod on Instagram and or Twitter. That's where you'll find uh, me and Mr. Kerry Brett throwing down the gauntlet on which snacks are best. The episode came out today was a build your best. You get $15 to spend uh, buffet food items ranging from $1 to $5. It's a real barn burner. Check it out, piggies. I'll uh, I'll do that tonight while I play a little bit of Xbox. I'll listen to the little snacktastic pod. But you guys know where to follow me on Instagram at Jevin.lefave on Twitter at Jevin Lefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at left side heavy underscore. This Friday, I got a kickback and relax episode coming out with the Royal Oak Band featuring my cousin as lead singer. And they're just they're dynamite. They've um They've come out with a lot of cool stuff. Um, great tune. So Royal Oak, check them out. They're coming on Friday. Basically, just talk about how they started, what they're up to. They went on tour across Canada, so we're going to talk about that. And just, you know, we're going to kick back and relax and just have a nice chat about some fun things. So uh, be ready for that. And if you're listening to this and you want to watch it and see our faces, head over to YouTube. And if this YouTube video... Um, is nice to me. It'll upload on time, but if not, I'll get it up as soon as I can. But YouTube, uh, left side heavy. 
Be sure to subscribe, like, comment, and uh, ring the bell so you never miss an upload. But boys, thank you again for coming on. I will probably have you on pretty soon um, because that just always seems to happen. You guys are the bomb.com. And that's episode 89. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace.